This is a podcast from Minute Media. And three, two, one. Let's get it. This is the Back Row Bengals podcast. I am your host, Josh Miller, all brought to you by Fansided.com. You head on over there, you can head on over to the Stripe Hype side of Fansided, and guess what? You'll find a nice, delicious article written about the weekend, last weekend, where College Game News was here in the Bengals Browns game and where you recap all that a new article will be coming out this week can't wait to get that out hopefully I can get that out by tomorrow so great to be back on the microphone after a long bye week and I thought that I would maybe get a break this week or at least this Tuesday um, with news and, and maybe not really have to do a podcast I guess and uh, maybe rest my voice for a little bit. And I really could have used it today. I substituted uh, art today, which was a lot of fun. Elementary school arts. You've never done that. It's quite the trip. Uh, you, you, you just, It's like herding cats in there. But it was a lot of fun. So anyway, I thought I was going to be able to get a rest. This was not the case. This was not the case whatsoever. Quite a bit happened over the bye week. A lot of it really good for the Bengals. We're going to all dive into it right now. Uh, quick reminder that we are live right now on Twitter and YouTube. If you want to hop on over to the Back Row Bengals Show YouTube channel, you can go over there and you can comment and you can subscribe, which would be great. And uh, if you comment, I can see it and we can talk about it. I like to do comments live during the show. I like to hear back from you guys and uh, I can see your comments. I can't really see your comments on Twitter unless you DM me. So if you want to send a direct message, I'll be able to see that. I got my phone down here. Oh, gosh. Old. At any rate, so quite a bit happened. Uh, let's get into it. Let's start with the micro, and we'll start with the AFC North. The AFC North division leaders, the Ravens, took one of the worst L's I've seen in a long time. And not only did they take the L, they took the L coming off of a bye week, and they took the L against the Miami Dolphins, a terrible Miami Dolphins team, who lost their quarterback at the end of the game. The Ravens found a way to only put up, I believe, 10 points. It could have been 11 uh, when they went for two, but they had three pretty much the entire game. Absolutely terrible. They take a loss. They go to six and three. So let's move down. Let's go to the next spot, the Cleveland Browns. Absolutely decimated by the New England Patriots. The Mac Jones led Patriots. The guy that, and I got, and listen, this is not Mac Jones hate whatsoever. He played a great game, and you got to give it to him. I mean, 40, put 45 points on anybody in the NFL, that's a great game. And, um, you, but, and I got to say, he's, he's slowly closing in on Jamar Chase. Uh, for that rookie of the year. It's not going to be as easy as we thought it was going to be. I still think Jamar deserves it, and I think he will show that he deserves it after this bye week, especially coming up here uh, with this game coming up uh, against the Raiders. So he'll eventually get back to his prowess. But I got to say, Mac Jones absolutely decimated the Browns, did the Bengals a massive solid, massive solid. Beat the Browns back to the basement. They now are at 5-5. Five and five and back to the bottom of the division. And let's go one more rundown of the ladder. The dreaded Pittsburgh Steelers. In probably the worst game 
in the NFL's history. One of the worst. The Mason Rudolph-led Pittsburgh Steelers tied the winless Detroit Lions. Y'all, that game is telling. Let's talk about that game for a second. Number one, the Steelers do not have an answer at a quarterback for the next couple of years. Obviously, Mason Rudolph isn't it. Secondly, they clearly don't trust Dwayne Haskins and never have. Now, has he been incredible when he when Dwayne Haskins has been in? No, he hasn't. So maybe he, so maybe there is some some there's a lot of merit to it. So he's clearly clearly the Steelers don't have an answer. They have a great defense, they got no quarterback. I don't think that defense is good enough to bring Aaron Rodgers into the division. I really don't. I think I'm looking at the Aaron Rodgers going to San Francisco, and I don't know why you would choose Pittsburgh over San Francisco, honestly, personally. Just because him and Mike Tomlin made lovey eyes at each other doesn't mean anything. So I don't think we're going to be seeing a quarterback change anytime soon in, in uh in Pittsburgh to, you know, a quarterback that's currently playing. looks like they're going to have to go through the draft. And they're going to be good enough to where they're not picking a draft pick in the top five. That's really going to screw them over. And and you know what? It, it kind of sucks um, to think about this, but I do think that this is a legitimate possibility. I'm looking at the Steelers drafting Desmond Ritter, which would really suck because I want to che- actually cheer for the guy. But it kind of just makes too much sense. However, as someone that loves Desmond Ritter and loves what he's done at UC and it will stand here and say that he's the greatest UC quarterback in history. I'll say that right now. He's the greatest. He is. But that being said, I don't know how well his I don't know how well he's going to translate over into the NFL. A lot of people, it's including draft analysts who are very smart. Mel Kuyper's had his ups and downs, but he's also hit on a lot. Has Desmond Ritter high on his board? So I can see that. That being said, I don't know how well that translates to the AFC North, how well it translates to a Steelers style of offense. It just doesn't. So they're in, they're in some serious quarterback trouble in Pittsburgh. Offensively, you're only putting up 16 to the Lions. There's some problems. Forget the quarterback. Because Ben Roethlisberger is out there. I mean, do the Steelers win? Probably. Do they win by that much more? Probably not. I I wouldn't think so. That Steelers team that we saw out there was abysmal. That was the team that we saw at the beginning of the year where we beat them 24 to 10 in, in uh, Heinz Field. So that drops them down a, a loss. I believe they're now at uh, five and they're either at five and four or at five and six. I'm going to check right now. But that being said, so, and then let's go to who was last place in the vision. The, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's right. Because the Steelers didn't win. They tied. They, went, they are now five, three, and one. So now let's go to the team that didn't play. Didn't even have a game. 
the Cincinnati Bengals, they went from last to third. They went from last to third at five and four. And not only that, they jumped up um, over the dreaded, hated Cleveland Browns, the one team that beat us in the division. So now, let's look at the AFC North just by itself. You are two and one. This is from a Bengals perspective. You're you're a two and one. You have basically. I mean, Joe was right when he said everything is still out in front of us because it is. You're two and one in the division. Your one loss is to the team that is now behind you at five and five. The two teams in front of you, you have already won at their house, and they got to come back to Paul Brown Stadium. You have you are six of your last eight home or games are going to be home. Six of your last eight. I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody else in the NFL has that. that I mean, that is that is quite a privilege. You get teams that are coming in. So let's take a look at it. You get a team like the Chargers who looked really good at the beginning of the year. Kind of taper back a little bit. Still really good, but that game is winnable. You got the Kansas City Chiefs, which seem offensively to find their groove, but it seems defensively they still don't know what they're doing. You got the Buffalo Bills, who have taken some really bad losses and really have not looked like the Super Bowl contender that we thought they were going to be. The Bengals then also, I'm sorry, I know I'm jumping around town here. And I understand that. I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to keep on track here. The, um, excuse me, I'm sorry. Anyway, I forget what I was talking about. Lost my train of thought. I was looking things up. I apologize. So I was not ready before I came home and I was like, oh, I'm dead. And then I need to wake up. Anyway, the Bills, yeah, I was talking about the Bills. They're definitely not where everybody thought they were going to be. They're still sitting at 6-3 and three right now, and right now the Patriots are hot on their tail. And it looks like it is an anybody-can-beat-anybody league, especially in the AFC. And, and I keep going to the question of who do you point to in the AFC and you say, that's a champion right there. They're going to win the AFC Championship. They're going to go to the Super Bowl. I really can't. I really can't make that dis- distinction. The best team right now is the Derrick Henry list Titans. And now they got they got two wins without him. But how long is that going to last? Because now teams are going to catch up and they're going to realize, okay, this is what they're doing now without Derrick Henry. And eventually there's going to be a regression to the mean. But they're sitting at eight and two. And if you're telling me that the Bengals are going to slip into the playoffs and they're going to be playing the Titans in Tennessee, I like that. I'll take that. I think the Bengals win that game. So I would take that. I mean, right now I'm just kind of looking at the division leaders. You go to the Bills, they're 6-3, and three, but they're, I mean, there have been times where they have looked horrendous. Horrendous. Looks like their offense did absolutely nothing. Then you look at the Ravens. We just talked about it. They just lost to the Dolphins. The Bengals went to their house and beat them 41-17. There is absolutely nobody in the division that you can point to and be like, they're a championship. 
caliber team. Chiefs, six and four. They might not even win. They might not even win the AFC West. The AFC West is wide open. Even the Broncos, who personally I think are abysmal, are five and five at the bottom of the division. They're only a game out. The AFC West is wide open. The only division really in the AFC that seems to be getting close to locked up has got to be the AFC South, the Titans, Colts, Jags, and Texans. That's because Jags and Texans are, are absolutely garbage. And the, the closest team to the tight to the Titans is the Colts, and they're sitting at five and five. That's gonna be hard to catch up. So it looks like, I mean, if it ended today. I believe the Bengals are still out. I think they're they're the second spot out. I believe they they would jump from 11th to 9th without even playing. And they got a big game in the AFC against the Raiders. So you go to Las Vegas, you win there, you're 6 and 4, you take your chances with everybody else in the division. I think the Bengals are in a great spot. They're in a phenomenal spot actually. You know, it may still be third, and I thought this last last week, and especially this week, I agree with Joe. There, it's wide open. There's nothing stopping us. The Bengals are really are one of the only teams in the NFL that control their own destiny. And with seven teams making the playoff this year, I don't know how you can look at this Bengals team, the talent that they have, how they started the year, and how they have played. And not think that they're going to come out of the bye firing on all cylinders. This is going to be a big test to see what Zach Taylor does outside of the bye. Because at the end of the day, I mean, this is one of the things that either makes or breaks a team is how you come out outside of the bye. And I do think, honestly, that the players did not need to get right back into film. or, or, or get, I, I believe that these players on Cincinnati, they needed a break. They needed a break. They needed a rest. Maybe get away from the game for a little bit. I hope they did. I know Joe was in the film room. We all know that. And that one we didn't need to worry about. We knew that. Another team that I think that we start needing. So so now, I kind of want to jump over to the next topic here. I know I'm kind of jumping around all over the place. I I don't really mean to. It's just because, like, with my show, I like to just kind of go, you know, with the flow. But that being said, we need to start scoreboard watching. You got a lot of teams out in the AFC that we need to start watching and lose because we need to start thinking about seeding. It sounds odd. It sounds weird. But it's true. We need to start thinking about seeding. You got the six and four Patriots. Okay. You don't want to see them win. Another team you need to be watching is definitely got to be the Chiefs and the Chargers. You get the Chargers and the Chiefs at home. So you can tack on two wins against the two leaders in the AFC West. You do that, you pretty much eliminate the AFC West from ever being ahead of you. If you take care of business in your stadium in the AFC North which the Bengals have a problem with doing. Everybody in the AFC North has had a problem with doing. Not a single AFC North game has been played where the home team has won. And last time we played the AFC North, we got absolutely destroyed by the Browns. However, 
That Browns team went and got beat by a Patriots team that I do not think is better than the Bengals. And that just shows the parody of the league. It's an any given Sunday. It really is. So the fact of the matter is that this, I mean, it's just, it's just wide open. Everything is right there. And I don't think that the, the optimism that we lost over, you know, that two-game losing streak should be hindered. It's Everything's right there. That, I mean, yes, a lot of us chalked up that Browns win as a must win, and I was one of them. But looking back now, I mean, was it a must win? No, it really wasn't. You're still doing one. You get the revenge game. And now, more, the more and more that this season pans out, it looks like that revenge game is going to mean a lot. It's going to mean a lot. Both teams. This is going to be, that's going to be for a seeding, and it might be a possibility for the last spot in the playoffs. Because I'll tell you right now, if you think Cleveland's going to go away after that one win, they're not. They're not. Nick Chubb is not going to let that happen. Is Baker Mayfield... I mean, I mean, is he is he that good? No, but I'll tell you what, that offensive line is. That running back is. That defense is pretty damn good. So Cleveland is going to be coming back. And so now that we're scoreboard watching here, we need to not only watch the AFC North teams lose, we need to watch a lot of the other teams outside of the AFC. We need to watch the Bills lose, Patriots. Um, I mean, I mean, here's the thing. You can throw Las Vegas and Denver into it, into that mix because they're all, they're five and four or uh, Denver's five and five. Chargers are five and four. Raiders are five and four. The chiefs are narrowly, narrowly winning the AFC West at six and four. So, and that's the parrot. That, that's the thing. That's the parody of the league. And I, I listened to. Um, some guy and I, and I, and I read Twitter and I see this one thing that I, it always, always bugs me when it comes to the NFL, people will treat the NFL like it's college football. Let me explain is that people will treat like, okay, we need this team to win. So that way it looks better for us. I'll give you an example. Like we, excuse me, like we would need the chargers to win. So that way when we beat them, it's a better. It is a better win. That is not the case in the NFL. We need to throw that national media and chuck it out a window. As fun as it was to have the national media all believing in us, it's not that important. It's not. We need these teams to lose. Chargers are a team we need to lose. Vegas is a team we need to lose. They're sitting at 5-4. and four. The Titans are a team we need to lose. Colts are a team we need to lose. The Chiefs are a team we need to lose. And those Chiefs, we get them at home in cold weather. Now, they experience cold weather as well, so that probably won't affect them that much. However, we get them in Paul Brown Stadium, and we will have the Stripe Squad there. At any rate. I love where the Bengals are at. I do. I do, I do, I do. And we're gonna. I'm gonna talk about it a little bit in the blog that I'm gonna be uh, writing, just kind of reviewing the next um, round of you know the games, the back half of the season. Basically, you got eight games. 
You got it. You got to go to Vegas. You got to go to Denver. Uh, and and here's the thing. You just don't know what to make of Vegas. They've had just so much happen to them, and you know, but they're still playing hard on the field. They're still playing good football games, and they're still winning. They're still, I mean, they're there five and four. With all that happening, you got to go to Denver, who I think, I mean, again, the record shows that they're that they're really not bad. They're five and five. That's 500, 500 ball club. They got a chance. But you go in a mile high. I mean, number one, it's gonna be it's gonna be really tough because I mean I'll, we have a lot of new players and, and some of them probably haven't played in that high altitude. You know, Jamar Chase definitely hasn't. Joe Burrow has yet to go to a really high altitude. And then let's so then let's talk about this. Are these rookies gonna be able to hold up? The NFL season's a long ass season, man. It is a grind. It's a grind on these guys' bodies. And they get banged up. And for the most part, the Bengals have been healthy. What's going to happen when this team isn't healthy? What's going to happen when we start getting banged up? Say we lose Logan Wilson to, you know, a shoulder for two weeks. We're going to be able to plug in Jordan Evans be all right? And I think now, after dropping those two games to the Jets and the Browns, those two games that we won while we were healthy, let me add. I think that this front office is realizing we should have gone so after somebody in free agency or in trading uh, before the deadline. We still go out to people in free agency. We should have gone after somebody in the deadline for trading. I would have loved to have seen a pass rusher. You can never go wrong with an O-line. And now... That we didn't do anything, which is exactly what the Bengals do. I shouldn't be surprised, but I am because I've seen this team take so many steps forward that they haven't done. So I thought that would be just the next step that they would take. But they didn't. At the time they were five and three. Should have been five, five, should have been six and two. But now they're five and four in the thick of the playoff race. And I think not doing anything in the, in the, at the trade deadlines biting us in the ass. I really do. At the end of the day, the Bengals are in a great spot. Phenomenal spot. Everything's right out in front of this team. So let's talk about expectation a little bit. When we started the season... I would say my expectation was 10 and 7. So they're still not there yet. But for the majority or the average that I have heard around, and here's the thing. I'm not saying like I'm 10 and 7, oh, I'm some genius. 10 and 7 was optimistic. It really was. And I and I believe, I believe that. Like, I believe that it was going to happen. But I know that's an optimistic goal. That was an optimistic goal for this team. For the most part, I saw six, seven wins from – a majority of Bengals fans and a majority of national media. Six and seven. Which honestly would have been definitely would have been enough to keep Zach Taylor's job. I'll say that. It definitely would have been enough to keep Zach Taylor's job because there's progression. But now you get off to this five and two hot start that the Bengals have had. 
and have looked great doing it and have beaten teams that they weren't even supposed to do. We started to move the goalposts back a little bit. I mean, we, Cincinnati, you've been hearing that saying for the past two weeks is the goal, moving of the goalpost. And I got to tell you, if you're a Bearcats or Bengals fan, you've been hearing that quite often. Quite often. So, five and two. Looking at, you're like, okay. Here comes playoffs. Here comes winning the AFC. Number one in the AFC for a week. Here comes winning the AFC North. And where can we go from here? So the expectation that this team got, I think, was going to be the expectation for the team next year. But since this team got off to such a hot start, we moved it back a year. So now this team is trying to accelerate and catch up to the expectation, but they're spinning their tires. Now they lost two. Back to five and four. The expectation should not be not make the playoffs. The expectation should not be not have a winning season. The expectation should not be Winning the AFC North. It should be. All the expectations are still there. This team can still do it. Because I honestly think it's unfair to judge a team off of two weeks where they didn't even have a bye besides the versus the previous seven weeks where they played phenomenal. You can probably throw out the Bears game in there. But again, all the way to the very end, we were in it and probably should have won that game. And that's going to be a game that we look at we're like, damn. That should have been a win. Same thing with the Jets. But I digress on that. But I think it's unfair to judge a team on those two weeks. I think we got to judge them more on that seven weeks. Now, if we come out of the bye and look flat, and we look like exactly what we did a week ago, okay. All right, now we can start moving the goalposts back because clearly this team is not there and this team isn't prepared. And this team isn't good enough to make that next step. Which maybe, at the end of the day, for a lot of us, that was the expectation before the season started. But here we go. You got eight games. Six of them at home. Let's do it. Let's do it. I I think this team could win. I think, at the very worst, this team could go five and three. I think, I I mean, here's the thing. You beat Baltimore, you beat Pittsburgh, you get the revenge game on Cleveland, you're 7-1, and one, you won the AFC North. I think out of the chart, so let's look at the outside of the, the AFC North, let's look at the Chargers, uh, the Denver, and Kansas City. I think the Bengals at least, at the very least, get two out of three. I think they get two out of three. I think they're a better team than the Chargers, they're definitely a better team than Denver, and I think the Chiefs are inconsistent. It's the same thing. I'm judging the Chiefs off of the previous seven weeks, not the past two. So, I mean, I think you go two and three off that off that stretch. Then you look at back inside of the division. This is a team that I mean, I mean, Pittsburgh. So Pittsburgh was beat up and old at the start of the year. I can't even imagine where they're going to be the next time we play them which is going to be in two weeks. And that could be the first step in sealing a division title. You get Baltimore, 
who just had a bad loss to the Dolphins coming off of a bye. That's a bad sign. Coming off of the bye and looking that bad against that bad of an opponent. Because honestly, getting the Dolphins as a, off of the bye was a blessing for the Ravens because that way they can get they can get right anything that they that wasn't right they could get right and they they failed at it. The Jacoby Brissett led all the way to the very end. Tua Tagovailoa, Dolphins. Beat the Ravens. The Browns have been inconsistent all year. They can't seem to string together wins. Yeah, they 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 beat us and they beat us thoroughly. But then you've also watched that team go out and just lay an absolute stinker of a game, including last week to the uh, New England Patriots. The team's inconsistent. Do I personally think the Bengals will win the AFC North? Yes. Yes, I do. I think they're the best team, and I think they can get it done. That being said, it's going to be really hard. Let's keep those expectations in mind. This is a young team. They got a lot. They got a lot in front of them. And you know what? If it doesn't happen this year, it's going to happen the next year. But this team is far and away, way, way, way up in terms of their era of progression. They're so much better than they were last year. They play like it. They're disciplined. It seems pretty good. If you're a Bengals fan, you got to be pretty happy with the direction of the team. And you got to say the direction of Zach Taylor. His play calling is still questionable, and I still adhere to the argument of for anyone that's saying that the play calling doesn't it you know doesn't work or Zach Taylor should not be the play caller. But let's look on the thing that I think most of us can agree on. And Zach Taylor as a head coach and outside of play calling, you can say he's done everything right. You can say he's got this team ready to go. You can say he's got Joe Burrow ready to go two seasons in a row. One of them, he didn't even have a preseason. He's got Jamar Chase ready to go. Jamar Chase is probably going to win Rookie of the Year. And he's won Rookie of the Week four times. This defense is far better than what we've ever we've seen in probably the past decade. Have they had a bad couple of games? Of course. Did they have time to get right? Absolutely. Excuse me. So, so this game, this this NFL season, gotta be it's one of the wackiest we've ever seen. And I love it. The type of season that you see the Bengals thriving. Got eight games to go. Let's finish this one out. Let's Let's go out there and do it. Let's go out there and win the AFC North. All right, guys. We're going to have the preview to the Raiders game is going to be on Thursday. Tomorrow, we are back at it with the college football playoff breakdown. We're going to see how the Bearcats look. Hopefully, they're still at five. That's where I think they will be. Uh, but, I mean, last time, I thought they were going to stay where they were, and they ended up moving up. So, we'll see. So, we're going to be doing that tomorrow with Brian. And then Thursday, I'm going to try to find a guest. Hopefully, I can. But as of right now, I got no guests lined up. Um, but it, it's been absolutely great. We went about a half hour today, which is great. That's awesome. And uh, I hope everybody has a phenomenal day tomorrow and a phenomenal rest of the evening. All right, guys, I have been talking way too much. I've been substituting. I am exhausted. Um, so I am going to cut the broadcast here. 
Thank you all so much for listening. I appreciate all you. Please follow me at the Macro Bengal Show. And then please go on YouTube. Follow my YouTube channel. We're trying to grow that. The more we can grow that, the more I can talk to you guys live. And that's what we want. We want live talking. We want live comments. Uh, one guy that always does it, Russ Blackthorne. Always got to shout him out. My number one compadre. He's the man. Uh, but anyway, it's been absolutely great. Great show. Thank you all so much for listening. And uh, I'll talk to you all later. See ya. Peace.